Welcome to the Creative Homeschool Podcast. In this podcast, I'm coming at you to deliver you a weekly dash of creativity to make your homeschool exciting for your kids, but for you too. We're going to explore all of the different ways to creatively homeschool. Games, field trips, unit studies, writing activities, kid businesses, art, and more. I'm your host, Julie Soule, longtime homeschool mom, shenanigan enthusiast, espresso drinker, and founder and co-owner of Soul Sparklets Art. I've helped thousands add creativity and joy to their homeschool, and I'm ready to help you too. Ready to get started? Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today, I'm going to be talking about one of the biggest fears for a homeschooler that can come up, and that is if you have a child who is struggling to read. Now, the first thing I want to do is put all of the legalese in here. I am by far not a reading expert, nor do I specialize in any way, shape, or form in anything that can diagnose any kind of reading or learning disabilities. But today, what I'm going to talk about is not how to diagnose any of that, because that is not my specialty. I will leave that to the experts. But when you have a child who is struggling to learn to read, and they're resistant to the strategies that are normally employed, such as sit down and have a reading instruction time with that child, are there other ways that can help? So a little backstory. My oldest learned how to read very early. She read very well very early and needed very little instruction, but her younger sister has not been that way and has needed a lot more help. She's been resistant to sitting down and reading books, and you know, why wouldn't she be? It's a lot of words. You go from these beautiful pictures, and suddenly you're like, here, kid, read a bunch of words and picture all of this in your head, because it's easy. When I took German in high school, my senior year, they made us read what was it? Grimm's Fairy Tales, I believe. We had to read the originals in German. Let me tell you, I was not that fluent in German yet. It took me forever to read just a short story. And by the time I was done, I kind of forgot half of what I read before. And this is what our kids feel like. If you've ever tried to learn a different language, this is exactly how it feels like to our kids. But there's something else, because for us as homeschool parents, we have a little bit of that fear. And that fear can pop up for a couple of different reasons. One is we feel like we're not doing as good as the public schools, and it starts to make us think that maybe we made a mistake by saying we could teach them ourselves, or we start to think that there's something wrong with our kids. But all kids develop differently. And when we have our school system, which they go into school based on their birthdays, but their abilities are very, very, very different. And we know that kids develop walking and talking at different stages. And so why can't they develop that reading skill and all of those things that help them read at different levels as well? I know my oldest, she read very, very early, as I mentioned, but at her one-year checkup, They asked me if she was walking, and I said, no. Is she crawling? No, no. Is she at least up on hands and knees ready to try to crawl? No, no, not that either. Well, I guarantee you now she is walking and running and playing tennis just fine. But I remember that worry because my friend's child had a child who was the opposite. I think she was up at eight, probably I say eight months, might have been six. 
she was running laps around my daughter while my daughter continued to talk to her in paragraph form. This child was running, but this child did not say a lot of words at all until well after a year. They were just different. And this child is talking and walking fine. My child is talking and walking fine. They're just different. So I'm not an expert in taking a look at reading and learning issues. Those are better left to specialists. So I don't want to go into it there. But what I want to really talk about is you have a kid who you're sitting down and you're trying to have that learning instruction and it's just not going the way that you anticipated. They're struggling because it's hard. Are there other ways that we can help kids learn how to read? So these are some of the ways that have been very successful with both of my kids and in particular my youngest who is starting to feel way more comfortable. So she didn't want to do a book, but I'm going to get into three things that did work really, really well. So the first one is board games, card games, video games. This particular way of getting kids to read, often cards might have one or two words on them, but here is the kicker. We have a game called Gubs for whatever reason. It's one of my kids' favorite games. It is a game right game. It's hard to find. The cards themselves don't usually require a lot of reading, but there's special cards that allow you to do different things, and those do. So for my child, my youngest, to play this game, she can play the basic game, but if she really wants to take on her sister in an appropriate manner, she needs to be able to read those special cards. So we gave her a little bit of that boost. It wasn't a book, but she was still motivated to read those cards. Same thing with a game on the Switch or insert any kind of video game system or app on a tablet. In small doses, having a little bit of those games that require you to read just a little bit might just be enough to get them going. So any kind of card game or board game in particular, if you haven't listened already, make sure you listen to the episode where I interview the incredible Paula. Paula has so many ideas four games that you would love to play. I believe it's episode 18, but it's all on game schooling. So take a look at that if you need some ideas. There are links in the show notes for you. You can go and grab those. The second idea is a word search or a puzzle. Word searches, you can link these into curriculum you're already using. You can customize it. So you can find word searches in a lot of the different puzzle books that you can buy, anything like Brain Quest, but there are sites online that you can create your own word search based on words that you know your child, you want them to read. Those are sight words. If those are certain things you want them to work on, they could be local birds, local trees. They can be fun things from a video game. The sky's the limit. And I'll make sure I link to that in the show notes, how to create your own word search. But this is a great way to get them reading. Now, do they have to read the word in order to find it in the word search? No, but they're going to want to know what they're searching for. And this was a really great way to get them excited about, hey, I found cardinal. Now I'm looking for Robin. And cardinal is a really big word, but it was so much easier for both of my kids to be able to learn that. It's a really great thing for food items, too. It's a really fun one to put their favorite foods or their favorite things. So a word search or a puzzle there are other puzzles than word searches. Crossword puzzles are great. I'll see if I can find a link to a crossword generator that I've used also. 
You can put that in the show notes. Crossword puzzles are great too. If you want to do simple clues for that crossword puzzle, that's another great way to get reading. So those word searches and those crossword puzzles. The third one is silly phrases around the house. My oldest, she went through a stage where she said she couldn't read, but she very clearly could. But I kind of wanted to test how much she could read. So I bought a pack of post-it notes. And every once in a while, I would leave a post-it note with a really funny saying around the house. Now, my maturity is maybe not the greatest, but I made these sentences pretty funny. So what would happen is if she started laughing, I knew she read it. So it might be something like my daddy toots a lot. Like I said, real mature here from me. But I'd leave it on the bathroom mirror, little tiny places. So she loved that element of surprise of it. But if she was laughing or if she was saying, no, 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 that's not true. I knew she read it. Sneaky ways to get that reading in and also to build that confidence because it's a really great opportunity for me to say, well, I thought you said you couldn't read and she could collect those post-it notes as she went or we could recycle them. But it was a really fun way to build that confidence with those silly phrases. And because we're writing them ourselves, another game I played is one of these sentences is not true. Which one is it? And I would write silly sentences about the family on a piece of paper. And she would be really motivated to figure out what sentence was not true as she went down through that list. So all of these are really giving them motivation And I know we want books to be motivation on their own, and they will be. But sometimes it takes a little bit of help. So just to recap, the first is board games, video games, card games. And the second, word searches or crossword puzzles or other types of puzzles. And the third, leaving silly phrases around the house. So I hope this was helpful for those of you who are worried and looking for some other ideas outside of a traditional reading program or a workbook that you can have fun with your kids because I guarantee you these worked for both of my kids, got them confident, got them reading, got them more into wanting to look at longer books. And I know that they might work for you also. Okay, everyone, till next time. running away from writing instead of toward it, chances are you're feeling a little bit frustrated. But that's because so many writing programs out there have kids writing things like, tell me about your bedroom, instead of things that kids actually want to write. So I'd like to introduce you to the Delicious Diner course. What is it? It's a writing course for kids. It gets them writing effortlessly. They're having fun. They're creating their own delicious diner by marketing, writing help wanted ads, writing recipes, menus, learning about floor plans, writing, grammar, typing, entrepreneurship, and it's all through using Canva. There's even the first section of the course where I'm going to teach kids how to use Canva and how to get started. And if you're not familiar with Canva, you might really like watching it too. Canva is a graphics design software. 
you can use it completely for free. There is a paid version. You do not need the paid version in order to have fun with this course. But as an introductory offer, we are offering it for $10 off instead of $29. You can grab it for $19. It's a one-time purchase. It's for the entire family. Check the link in the show notes for the link to learn more and sign up and make sure to come hungry.